We now bring you pro-life activism from creation to death with Jim Sedlak. Hello and welcome to Pro-Life Activism from Creation to Death. This program is intended for all those involved in the struggle to build a culture of life in the United States. And we keep you up to date on what's going on. And of course, in today's world with the coronavirus uh, being spread all over the country and new proclamations coming out from the White House and from states, uh, there's always a lot of things happening, some good, some bad. Uh, but we're going to keep you up to date on all of that and, and discuss a lot of that during the show today. But before we do all of that, we want to begin our program the way we always begin our program. And that is by saying a Hail Mary together to ask the Blessed Mother to shower God's graces on all involved in today's program so that our discussion will lead us to the message that she wants each of us to get at this moment. And so if you would join me, please. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much for saying that prayer with me. It is always a good idea whenever you start a new activity during the day to call on the Blessed Mother and ask her to shower God's graces on what you're doing. Okay, uh, obviously, uh, as has been the topic for the last month or so, uh, coronavirus is going to be discussed, but it's not the only thing that we have for you today. There's a lot of other things going on, but the, the, the whole discussion around coronavirus is seeming to take a, a different turn right now. And so the first thing I want to do is to address uh, that happening, what's going on, and then to tell you of a free resource that American Life League is making available to you uh, to help you combat what, what's happening. Now, what is happening is that there's a, especially in hard hit areas, doctors are now saying that they have to ration health care. Um, there, there are ads on television. There are things that uh, pop up in the news, um, national news, local news, where the medical professionals are saying, well, we have to do the most we can for the most people. Now, that, that's a code word. Right? When you hear people talking about doing the most they can for the most people, what they're saying is we're going to decide who doesn't get help, who doesn't get medical services that might save their lives or at least reduce the chance of their dying. But we've decided that for whatever reason, it, may, it could be the, the person's age, it could be the person's physical condition. For whatever reason, we've decided to use our resources to go help somebody else and let this person on their own, basically. Okay, uh, We're not going to give them these the, the services because we don't have enough supplies. We don't have enough personal protective equipment. And, and they, the doctors are feeling you know, forced into this kind of thing. And, and it's, it's, it's very scary. It's the other end of the life issue that you know, we always talk about things like abortion and about killing uh, young babies. And, and of course, you know, since there's you know, almost a million of them killed in the United States every year, you know, it is something we, we, we focus on. But 
there is the other end. There, there is the end of of the uh, of the life cycle when people reach their their you know seventies, eighties, nineties, where uh, they they sometimes have a lot of trouble getting the help that they need. And and now with this virus, it seems to be that that uh, people are you know even the medical professionals are becoming public about it and saying, well, they're going to help the most people with the resources they have. Um, and and if you're hearing that, just understand the the warning there. Now, what do you what can you do about it? Well, uh, many years ago, actually, back in the 1990s, American Life League, w- together with a team of lawyers and a team of doctors, uh, formulated something called the Loving Will. Okay, now the Loving Will is has nothing to do with how you disperse your property after you die, um, and it has it is not the, exactly the same as a Living Will, but which asks you to make all kinds of medical decisions ahead of time without knowing what's going on. The Loving Will is simply a statement of how you want your life taken care of. Um, when you're in, in problems, when, when you know, you're in serious condition in a hospital or when in a serious condition and your doctor is treating you, it says, you know, this is what I want done. And what the loving will um, basically says is I want to give you to give me nutrition, hydration, oxygen and a comfortable place to be in. Okay, Uh, and it used to just say nutrition and hydration, but then we found out that uh, uh, some medical facilities were were depriving people of oxygen, and because of that, they would die. And so oxygen was added to it, um, and it has been updated a couple of times. But the the current version was was solidified in 2009, and has been around then since then. Um, And American Life League has always made this available. We we uh, we had many pamphlets that went along with it. We had a whole packet of information. And with the coronavirus, what American Life League has done is they have taken all of this information and they have digitized it and they have put it into two PDF documents, two documents that you can download off the American Life League website and you can print out and you can use. And and there's a couple of forms in there. One is the actual loving will itself. It is only an eight and a half eight and a half by 11 piece of paper printed on both sides, right? It's not a real long, complicated form, but it in fact uh, states, you know, what it is that, that you want done and, and what you, how you want to be cared for. And basically, um, as I said, it, it's a food, water, oxygen, um, and, you know, being taken care of inside, not thrown out into the cold or the heat. Um, and it, it also, you know, specifies that you want your life sustained um, by, whatever means that it can be sustained. And I I just want to let everybody know, because I I always get these questions when I do talks on this. Um, Nobody can keep you alive if you've died. People are somehow get the opinion. And I shouldn't say somehow, because the other side, there's the side that pushes euthanasia. And there there are major groups that do this. Um, The the other side uh, tells you that, well, if you don't, you know, allow them to kill you, then they're going to keep you alive forever. Even after you die, they're going to keep you alive forever. Well, that's a total lie, okay? Even with today's equipment, modern equipment, even with all of the the uh, various kinds of machines and everything they have, if you die, they cannot keep your body, you know, pumping and blood and, and uh, respirating. They simply can't do it. It, it can't be done. And uh, it, it, they could, you know, perhaps make it look like they're doing that for a few days. But certainly within five to seven days, it will become absolutely obvious to anybody that this is a dead body. 
Okay. No matter what the machines think they're doing, it doesn't happen. It can't happen. Okay. It just, you know, it's not medically possible to do that. And so don't be afraid of that. Some people are afraid of that. No, they can't keep you alive. If you're really dead, you're dead. Okay. Um, And so the the loving will just very simply, and as I said, the whole document is only two sides of an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. And um, probably close to half of that is taken up with with your signature um, and the signature of a notary public and witnesses who who witness you signing the document. So um, it really isn't that uh, that horrible. Uh, it, it is very understandable. It is written in understandable language. When you get the loving will and, and download it, uh, what you will get is is a lot of explanatory information along with it. So it, that should answer every question that you have about it. And we've been doing this now, as I said, you know, since the 1990s. Uh, we're we're in you know our our 25th year of of doing this. We've handled questions over the phone um, all through that time, and and so we we've up the package a bit to to make sure we've answered all the questions that people have been asking. So American Life League is now making this available to you for free. Okay. Obviously it takes, it costs us money to, to have the document, to keep it up to date, to review it frequently, to make sure it's all up to date. Uh, But we're going to make it available to you right now for free. And all you have to do to get it is to go to the American Life League website, which is simply a l l dot org right all stands for american life league so it's all dot org you go there when you you you'll get to the home page and on the right you can't miss it on the right side of the home page is a big box that says you know click here for the loving will right and you click there and it takes you to a page in which it, it really is an ordering page uh, from our store but you will see immediately that the price of this is zero Okay, so there is no money involved. You don't need a credit card or anything like that. Uh, All you need to do is is to enter the information uh, that is there because it is a a, a, the same kind of a form that we use on the store. um, It will, you know, ask for for shipping information and stuff, which we ask you to fill in. But you don't absolutely need that uh, because it will be emailed to you and you're going to be asked for your email. And the reason for that is because the document will be emailed to you. And so you fill out the document and you click, you know, get the get the uh, loving will and um, it, the system will, will simply return and say, OK, you know, your order is on its way. You will get one email to confirm the order, which is, again, zero dollars. It doesn't cost anything. And then you will get a second email that has links to the two documents, the two PDF files. And you uh, simply download them onto your computer and you've got them. Right, right there. No money, no waiting for the mail. Right? If you do it right after this show is over, you can have the whole thing sitting there on your computer within 10 minutes. Right? It's very simple. Uh, you don't have to send away for anything. Uh, you get it all for free. And this is a very valuable document. We encourage everybody to go get it. All right. And uh, we, we this whole thing has been we've been working on this and digitizing everything for a few weeks. It all went up on the website last night. So you're getting the first shot at this. Uh, we, we are releasing a, a press release on this and, and letting people know about it. But as listeners to this program, you've, you've got the first information on it. So uh, if you want a copy of The Loving Will. Right. And I highly recommend you get it, especially with what's going on, uh, that, that you uh, go to ALL.org, 
right? You, you click on the, the box there for the loving will. You fill out the information and click, and it will be sent. The links will be sent to you by email, and you can then simply download the documents onto your computer, and you have them. And that's it. It's, it's all there. Then, of course, you read them. Right? There, are, there are four pages that, that we suggest that you print out from the documents. One is the loving will itself. The other is a power of attorney for health decisions. Uh, so that if you're in a position where you're in a hospital and you can't, you know, you're, you're not able to make your own decisions because of your medical condition, um, you appoint somebody to make those decisions for you. And then what you do is, is you give a copy of that uh, loving will to your primary care physician. So you're sure your primary care physician knows what it is you want done. If you're admitted to a to a uh, hospital or a nursing home or assisted living facility, anything like that, you give a copy to that facility so that they're aware of it. And of course, you give a copy to whoever you're appointing as your power of attorney. And and, and I say these copies. You know, if you have a copy machine, you just make copies of it. Um, and and uh, if not, there's lots of places around town uh, where you can get copies made. Uh, but that's it. That's it. So you have the the actual loving will, which is one eight and a half by eleven, two sheets of paper. Or if you print them out separately, is two sheets of paper. You can print it out back to back. Or and there is the power of attorney, which is the same size. It's it's the front and back of an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper, and you're done. And you have it all, and you're protected, and it costs you nothing, absolutely nothing. So uh, let me just give you again. The email address or the, uh, the, the website address, which is simply all.org. That's the only address you have to remember, all.org. You go there, click on the loving will, and fill out the, the order form and get it for nothing, for free. Uh, so American Life League is, is making that available um, because of all of the news reports now coming out of, of the, the, uh, the people that are going to ration health care services, that they're worried that they don't have enough. So they're going to decide who gets it and who doesn't get it. Well, when you have this document in place, uh, you have a, you know, you better your chances of, of getting the help that you need. Okay. Uh, wanted to make sure right up front we got that. We're going to repeat that again in, in the latter part of the program for those people who are not on the show now, um, but but tune in later on. But we wanted to get all of you folks who were on the show in the beginning so that you knew exactly what's going on with that and, and that this is available to you. Okay, a uh, couple of other things about the uh, the what's going on with the coronavirus. Uh, we realized actually this week as we were going over everything that there is a silver lining in this whole uh, pandemic uh, response that is going on. And that is the fact that the schools are closed. Right? Now, you may not think that that's a silver lining, especially if you have several children at home who are trying to keep you know up to date <clears throat> with the uh, with the online courses and the online programs, et cetera. But what it means is if the kids are not physically out of your sight, right, if they're not physically out of your, your house, Planned Parenthood can't get to them. 
You don't have to worry about Planned Parenthood's sex education programs or sex education programs that are promulgated by many school districts around the country. You see, you have control over that now. You can see what it is. If they try to do it, you can see what it is and you can screen them and say, no, we're not going to do that. Right? My children are not going to be exposed to that kind of garbage. Uh, and, and right now, the schools uh, look like they're going to be closed through the end of this semester, both the elementary schools right on up through college. And that means these kids are home, and, and it's time for you to take a look at what's going on. And Planned Parenthood cannot come into their classrooms, cannot hold a rally on the campus. Um, you know, we, we read all these things that are going on in high schools and colleges around the country where Planned Parenthood is just promoting sex. Planned Parenthood wants to get your kids involved in a sexual lifestyle, which of course is a sinful lifestyle. None of this is going to be taking place now. So uh, as much of a problem that the coronavirus is is uh, causing, and, and certainly there is, and if you're a small business owner with a restaurant or a movie theater or, um, you know, a bowling alley or, you know, just any kind of a barber shop or a, or a hair salon, you're in trouble, right? We understand that. I, I'm not minimizing the trouble of the uh, that the pandemic is causing, the, the financial trouble, the hardships that everybody is going through. But, you know, it is at least, you know, th there is something that is positive coming out of this, and that is the fact that it has cut off Planned Parenthood's access to your children, and that's a very big thing to know about, okay? Now, we told you about the free resources available from American Life League. Uh, if you do have your children at home, as everybody, you know, primarily everybody does, uh, if you're looking for some good pro-life uh, Material to to use as as uh, discussion with your with your children. Uh, there is another organization called the Cultural Life Studies Program that is also making their digital information available for free, and they have tons of it. They have tons of it that you can use. Um, and if you want to find out what's available, uh, then the website to go to for them is simply cultureoflifestudies.com. And, of course, there's no spaces in there. It's just cultureoflifestudies.com. When you get to their website, up on the top, there's, there's a menu, and you click on Shop, S-H-O-P. And when you do that, you'll be taken to their page of resources, and you will see every resource that has a red sale button on it. Right is available for free. It's a download. It's a digital download, much like you know, the Loving Will was, and it's available to you for free. And I know they they started this offer a couple of weeks ago. We we told you about it then. Um, they they have given away you know almost ten thousand dollars worth of digital downloads uh, in this time period, and the offer is still there. It is still available for you if you haven't had an opportunity to take advantage of it. Go there and take advantage of it. You will have a lot of pro-life material uh, at your fingertips to use at home with, with your young people. All right. So, so you know, the, the pro-life groups around the country are trying to do everything they can to help you in, in the education of your children and also to help you avoid the, the problems with uh, the spare, the, the not sufficient medical equipment that is around. Okay. Now, God is, you know, God is at, at work in this, uh, you know, saying he's, he's making some things happen in, in some places, you know, and, and for example, let me give you an example here. Uh, in South Dakota, 
there, there, South Dakota only has one abortion facility in the entire state. It happens to be a, a Planned Parenthood abortion facility and is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Okay. And that's where it is. And the, the abortionist, okay, f- comes into Sioux Falls uh, twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays to do abortions. The abortionist comes from Minnesota. He's not going. And, and there's, there's lots of reasons why people think. What people think is basically the travel restrictions of, of you know, getting on airplanes or whatever that, that, he, that he, is, he or she is, is – is, and, and it varies. There, there, there's a whole group of abortionists and, and um, you know, one of them goes over to, to Sioux Falls, uh, South Dakota twice a week and, uh, and does the abortions. Well, there, there are no abortions being done there. So South Dakota right now – has no abortions going on in the state, right? And you say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe they, they, they do what's called the telemedicine abortions, right? Where the people can call in from their home to the Sioux Falls Planned Parenthood and speak to medical personnel by phone or at least by the internet, and they can, they can be prescribed the, the abortion pill, right? And then the abortion pill is sent to them, and they can abort that way. Well, it turns out that in South Dakota, South Dakota has outlawed what is called tele-abortions, all right, uh, or internet abortions or webcam abortions, whatever name you want to put to it. What I just described in terms of calling in and speaking to somebody over the internet, over a website, uh, is outlawed in South Dakota. So they can't do that, all right? And with no abortionists coming to the facility and that outlawed, South Dakota doesn't have uh, the abortions going on now we just got just before we got on this show today we received a um a breaking news story from uh, brian gibson who is the executive director of pro-life action ministries in minnesota and what what uh, brian has told us and we will now tell you is that planned parenthood is so anxious to do abortions that they have gone into Minnesota, and they have opened a webcam abortion site in Minnesota to get around the South Dakota laws, and people from from South Dakota can now call into this site in Minnesota and get the webcam abortions. Right? This is, you know, Planned Parenthood keeps saying, well, abortions is not big business to us. We, you know, it's only a little part of our business. They're going through setting this whole thing up just so they can do abortions. I mean, it's all a lie, what they say. So I want to give you the information so that if you have relatives in, in South Dakota or Minnesota, you can alert them what's going on, especially anybody in, in Minnesota. Um, the, the facility has been set up in Laverne, Minnesota. That's L-U-V-E-R-N-E. In Laverne, Minnesota, there is a facility set up. Now, Laverne is not what you call a metropolis. It has a total population of 4,745 people as of the last census. Okay. So 4,700 people in town, but Planned Parenthood has moved in there um, and, and has set up shop in this little strip shopping mall um, to, to be able to conduct medical abortions. It's about 40 miles away from Sioux Falls. All right. So it's a drive, but it's not, you know, it's less than an hour drive. 
um, to to uh, Laverne, Minnesota, and they've set it up so that people can call in there. Um, and it's it's um, as we understand it now, uh, the abortions are being scheduled for Mondays and Thursdays at, and this is the address of the place. All right, one one four West Main Street in Laverne. So it's 114 West Main Street in Laverne. Now, there's probably not a Planned Parenthood, permanent Planned Parenthood sign out there. Uh, it's in a little strip uh, shopping center. Uh, they, that, the building that, that holds it, it's, it's got three other businesses there. It's the Southwest Crisis Center, a domestic and sexual abuse agency. It has a, um, an insurance agency um, there. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's just a, a small little three office um, center, but Planned Parenthood has obviously worked arrangements with somebody there, uh, one of the, the uh, occupants of the building, to be able to set up this webcam abortion uh, facility where people can come in and get it sit in front of the computer. And what they will be doing is they will be talking to the abortionists in Minnesota uh, who will then, you know, prescribe the pill and, and get them so that they could do uh, abortions. All right. So Planned Parenthood finds ways around. It wants to kill babies and, and it wants a dead baby. That's what Planned Parenthood wants. And so if you're in South Dakota, first of all, celebrate that there are no abortions right now taking place in the state of South Dakota. Um, but uh, be aware that Planned Parenthood has, has usurped South Dakota law by opening a, a very small facility um, in Minnesota and Luverne, Minnesota, for the express purpose, the only purpose of this facility is to kill babies. This is this is this this whole coronavirus episode pandemic is just illustrating how much Planned Parenthood really needs to do abortions and how much they really need to kill babies. And I know, you know, we talk about this a lot and people think that, you know, we, we are overemphasizing how much abortion means to Planned Parenthood. But when you start looking at, at what's going on, uh, you find out that especially in this time, in this pandemic, uh, it's just absolutely clear where Planned Parenthood's priorities lie. Okay. Um, if you're just tuning in, my name is Jim Sedlak, and you're listening to Pro-Life Activism from Creation to Death on RadioMaria.us, a Christian voice in your home. We've been talking so far about the, uh, the, the American Life League's loving will and how it's being offered for free. If you go to ALL.org um, and just click on loving will, you will get all the information on it and be able to download it on your computer for free. Uh, this is to help combat the, uh, the, the what is being reported as a shortage of medical resources in many areas of the country. And doctors saying that they will have to make decisions on who gets care and who doesn't get care. And the uh, the loving will is a way to help protect yourself and, and and it won't guarantee that you're going to get the care, but it's certainly uh, they will have to ignore uh, your your directive if if they don't uh, give you care. Uh, so we've been talking about that. We've been talking about the uh, the the culture of life studies program at cultureoflifestudies.com um, that is also offering free pro life material to to aid in in. Uh, 
in your education of your children at home. Um, so you have that. We talked about the fact that there's no sex ed going on, which is a really good thing. Okay. Uh, the, the last thing I want to mention on that, because there's, there's actually other topics we want to talk about today. Um, but the last thing I, I just want to mention, because it's been a crazy two weeks and, and we were on, you know, two weeks ago and then last weekend was, was a good Friday uh, and we were not on. And uh, so the, the situation in Texas has been flip-flopping all over the place. Uh, the governor of Texas uh, said no abortions in the state. Absolutely none. Planned Parenthood went to court and found a judge who overturned that order and said, yes, you can do abortions. And then the state went to the Court of Appeals and the Court of Appeals said, no, the governor is right. You guys can't do abortions and shut off all, all the abortions. Right? And then Planned Parenthood filed a emergency request to the United States Supreme Court to to overturn the appeals court. And while that was, you know, and, and this all happens in days, by the way, not, not months or years, this all happens in days. While that was still pending Supreme Court action, the, the attorneys got together and said, well, okay, you, you can't do surgical abortions except for a few things that you can do if the woman is is about to have get reached a point where she could no longer get an abortion you can you can do an abortion right which is horrible but they also said well okay we'll let you do the medication abortions the ones we've just been talking about um in in uh, in South Dakota and in Minnesota we'll let you do the medication abortions but you can't do the surgical abortions well planned parenthood was joyous now planned parenthood runs over 80% of the medication only abortion facilities in the country so they were overjoyed that they could do medication abortions so they retracted their request to the supreme court said no 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 never mind we're okay with this right and so that's how it is in Texas now, uh, medication abortions are legal. Right? So just to bring you up to date, yeah, you know, if, if, if you miss a, a day, you know, things change, and that's what's going on. But we keep fighting. People around the country are keep fighting. Um, there, there are conflicting reports as, as to whether abortions have increased or decreased during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, we, we'll probably never know the truth on that because everybody, you know, puts their own data together. Okay. So I just want to make you aware of that. All right. The last thing now on the coronavirus, and, and this is this is important. There's talk of the coronavirus vaccine. OK, actually, the covid-19 vaccine coronavirus is is what causes um, the disease, which is covid-19. OK, so sometimes you'll see it referred to as coronavirus, sometimes covid-19. But covid-19 is the actual, um, you know, disease that is caused. The actual medical problems are labeled as covid-19. And there's a va there are many companies, and, and I talked to a vaccine expert yesterday to get ready for this program, and they tell me there's at least 70 different companies who are, who are trying to come up with a um, COVID-19 vaccine. And, and so they're, 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 this is going on, and there are, it turns out that there are good ones and there are bad ones, all right? just like everything in the vaccine world. Um, there, there are several companies who are trying to create a vaccine from f aborted fetal cell lines, okay? Uh, they're basically usually referred to as unethical vaccines, right? Because, uh, you know, we, we can't use 
vaccines from from aborted babies and then you know hope to have some good results from that that doesn't happen um and and any of you who have been involved in vaccines know that this is a problem with all kinds of vaccines you know whether it be measles mumps polio you know whatever there there are good ones and in some of them there they there well there's a lot of bad ones and in some cases there's there's good alternatives well in the in the world of people who are um trying to develop a vaccine for COVID-19, uh, there are some bad players who, who are using um, aborted fetal cell lines uh, to try to develop. And then there are some good people who are using ethical cell lines. Now, let me give you an, an example so you know what I'm talking about. The, the bad guys right now, I mean, this can change. They, the bad guys could, could switch to, to trying to use ethical vac, uh, cell lines. But the bad guys right now are Johnson & Johnson Company. Now, they're, they're trying to use um, a, a, a cell line from aborted fetuses. Uh, also, a company called Moderna and the University of Pittsburgh. These three places are, are right now um, working with the bad vaccines, the bad cell lines, right? the cell lines that come from aborted fetuses. <clears throat> the good guys right now, and again, all of this can change. The good guys right now is a company called Inovio, Right, that that is trying to develop the vaccine, but but they're using cells derived from a blood donor, okay, and and using the blood, some of the donated blood to to try it, which is perfectly ethical. Uh, and another one called Sanofi Pasteur, right, who is trying to uh, to use an insect-based cell line to develop the uh, the vaccine, and so both of those are ethical. Back, uh, cell lines and therefore their vaccines, if, if they're created and, and they're shown to work, uh, would be real solid vaccines that could be used by anyone. The others are not. Okay, and so we have to watch this. You know, the the Bishop of Tyler, Texas, uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland actually tweeted um, the the other day that uh, if if he if the only vaccine that was available as a vaccine that was derived from aborted fetal cell lines that he would not take the vaccine, right? He would rather get the, the virus than, than take a vaccine uh, that came from dead babies, right? Babies that were aborted, okay? And, and there's going to be a lot of people in, in the country who are going to take that same opinion. There's already lots of, of people in the country who won't take the tainted vaccines uh, for the, for, you know, and, or give their children the tainted vaccines that do exist now. And so as a result of that, Judy Brown, who is the president of American Life League, this week sent a letter to President Trump and to every member of the United States Senate and the United States House of Representatives, uh, pointing out that they're, that any vaccine is not okay. Any vaccine, you know, the vaccines that are developed have to be ethical vaccines. And the United States government is actually giving money to these companies that are trying to, to develop the vaccine to help them, you know, get the vaccine faster. And, uh, and so, you know, part of, of Judy Brown's letter was to um, just uh, point out that, you know, government money, taxpayer money should not be used to pay for unethical vaccine development. All right. And these letters went out. Uh, and I know that there are also 35 members of the United States Senate 
who sent letters to President Trump, you know, urging them to to use ethical vaccines. Um, and I tell you and my listeners, there, there's a lot of hype out there uh, about the fact that, well, we can't develop vaccines because uh, President Trump, uh, you know, issued an order that the that the government was not going to fund any of these unethical vaccines, these vaccines from from uh, aborted fetal uh, material or aborted fetuses. And and uh, I, we, we just want to point out as many scientific places have, uh, this is truly false. OK, um, what President Trump did was was right. And the the fact that they can't um, use the aborted fetal uh, or, or abort any any more fetuses and use their cells for in trying to come up with the vaccine is not hindering anything. Right? There are lots of development. But the fact is that it's going to take somewhere between 12 and 18 months for the vaccine to come in. So when you people are, are hearing about vaccines and you're saying, oh, great, I can't wait for the vaccine, just understand that it will take somewhere between 12 and 18 months for vaccines to be available. So it is not a quick fix. Right? It's not something that, you know, oh, let's wake up tomorrow and see whether they developed a vaccine yet. It's, it's not going to happen. Okay. Let me move off of the coronavirus now and off of, of COVID-19 and all of that. There was a big happening in the baby body parts program with Planned Parenthood. Now, if you're not familiar, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but there was a major undercover investigation back in 2013 and 2014 done by an organization called the Center for Medical Progress. And the undercover investigation was of Planned Parenthood and whether or not they were selling baby body parts, whether they were aborting babies and then taking the organs from those babies and selling them. And by organs, I mean everything, you know, eyes, uh, corneas, uh, you know, livers, kidneys, hearts, right? sometimes arms and legs, you know, depending on what the researchers wanted. Now, the, the United States laws say that if permission is given either by the donor before the donor dies, which, of course, in, in, in the uh, case of an aborted baby, is, you know, can't happen, or by the mother in the case of aborted baby, if the mother agrees that this can happen, the, the, the parts of the baby can be donated to researchers, but they can't be sold to researchers. The only thing that, say, a, a Planned Parenthood or, or the whatever company they hire to come in and get the parts, the only thing that they can get reimbursed for is the actual cost of retrieving the parts and sending them. That's it. Okay. Um, other than that, you know, they're, they're not allowed to get more than that. It would be against the law. And what the, the investigation from the Center for Medical Progress, and the name that is most associated with that is a gentleman named David Daleiden, uh, what the investigation showed is that Planned Parenthood was, in fact, selling baby body parts. And there has been, you know, they, they started releasing videos in 2015. By 2016, there were court cases and the videos were sealed and documents were sealed and, you know, information was not allowed to be put out and, and there are court cases being fought. Uh, there's criminal charges against David Daleiden and Sandra Merritt, who are uh, two of the people, and, and another a third individual who are the people who actually did the undercover investigation and the, got videotapes, etc. There are civil cases uh, 
going on. Uh, all of this stuff is going on, and, and all of these, these documents have been sealed. Well, this week, there were a number of invoices that had been sealed that have been released now. They've, they're now open to the public by a judge's order, of course. And what, one of the documents that was revealed was a document between Planned Parenthood Marmonte, which is the largest Planned Parenthood affiliate in the United States. It takes in about $109 million a year in total income. Planned Parenthood Mar Marmonte and a um, firm that uh, takes the, uh, the aborted or, or they takes the, the baby body parts and then sells them or passes them on to researchers. And what the, the invoices revealed is that over a three-month period, Planned Parenthood received $25,000 in payment from these people that it sold the baby body parts to. And now the, the invoices actually say, you know, so much dollars for every, um, as, as for every organ, for every good organ that was delivered, so much dollars for every unit of blood that was delivered. Um, the, the prices were not, you know, here's, here's what it cost us to retrieve this, and, and we're asking for reimbursement. The word reimbursement did not appear anywhere in the invoices. They were simply charged by Planned Parenthood for the number of organs and the number of blood samples that were given to them, and they were paid $25,000 for three months. That one affiliate, $25,000, that's $100,000 a year, you know, just for that one affiliate. Um, it, it is, you know, blowing the roof off of a lot of things. It's very hot in the, in the news. If you can get by the, the virus news and get to the other things that are going on, this is a very major development this, this uh, week. And we want to make sure you knew about it. Because if more and more of this evidence comes out, it is it is all very damning to Planned Parenthood. Right? It, it shows exactly you know why Planned Parenthood is so interested in abortion because it's not just the cost of the abortion. Okay, it is all this extra money they can get in from selling the baby body parts. And although they deny it, they deny it, they deny it. All of a sudden, we we start to see some invoices being unsealed and released. You know, these invoices have been around. You know, since 2013, 2014, but nobody could see them because they were sealed in court cases. Now they're starting to be released and the truth is coming out and the truth is not good. OK, the truth is not good at all. It, 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 it's just, you know, people will begin to find out about this uh, organization that runs 53 percent of all of the abortion facilities in the country. Right. What that means is all the other abortionists combined do not run as many abortion facilities as Planned Parenthood does. And we know from their latest annual report that in 2018, because that's the last numbers they've given us, in 2018, they did 40 percent of all the abortions in the country. Now, we know in 2019, they opened 18 more facilities that do abortions. Right. So in 2018, they did 40 percent. They opened 18 more facilities doing abortions in 2019. You know, we won't get those numbers until December of this year. But when we get the numbers, you better believe that they're going to be even higher. This is the organization 
that tries to bill itself as a woman's health care organization. When everybody who, who looks at the numbers and seriously looks at the numbers, the numbers that they themselves publish knows that they are not a healthcare organization. They are an abortion organization. Uh, this coronavirus is really starting to make that absolutely clear as Planned Parenthood around the country is forced to to close some clinics because of staffing problems or, you know, just customers are not coming. But they, they keep open all of their surgical abortion facilities and most of their medical abortion facilities because that's their business. That's what they're all about. And so, you know, it's, it's all becoming uh, more and more clear. We hope that we've been able to give you some informative information. Next week on our show, we're going to have John Pashada, who is the, uh, the, the man who created and runs a, a Facebook page called Hometown, Hometown Pro-Life Action, which is one of the largest pro-life Facebook uh, sites in, in, the, in the country with over 10,000 members. Uh, and he's going to talk about what people, what pro-life people are doing to keep the pro-life fight going all across the United States. So tune in next week. Listen to John. You, you'll be very impressed uh, by what he has to say. We'll end our program now the way we always end our program, and that is by asking our Blessed Mother, Mother of God, spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you very much for listening.